When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. What's up, Ray? Doc, what's up, man? What's up, what? man? Happy Monday, buddy. Happy Monday. Working hard on this TV show, man. We're, it's, it's, it's got another uh, another week or so, and then I'm going to wrap on it. And it is, uh, it's been intense, man. You know, you know the TV show schedule. <laughs> I mean, they got you running around. <laughs> <laughs> it's nonstop. It's funny because I think a lot of people who have never really done television don't really understand the mental energy that you expend when you're on all day in front of the camera um, yeah uh, it's it, it can definitely be, make you tired even if you're sitting still or just talking a, about an, an issue um it's it's very interesting because everybody who's done something in tv is like oh yeah yeah that's definitely <laughs> it's definitely draining <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think uh i think you uh you hit it on the head people don't know how much energy you have to actually give to get it right, right? Because it's like you can have the perfect takes, but it's just like, ah, uh, I want to get a different camera angle on that one. Let me let me go closer. And <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That is exactly it. You can say something perfectly, and they'll be like, "Yeah, well, we went to do it again because there was a, a noise in the background." Like, what? <laughs> I just. Can you just say that again? No, that just came to me. I, I didn't know what I was going to say when I started that sentence. I, <laughs> you want to do it again? <laughs> I, I literally, that was one time. You got to rewind it and tell me what I said. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. But it's fun. It's, it's fun, and, I, you know, I definitely enjoy this work. Um, I love the diversity of my career, what I do from speaking to TV to, to the, everything that we do together to everything that we're going to do. And uh, and and counseling people, but this week, listen, I had uh, it was crazy because uh, last week well, one of my videos kind of just went uh, took off. It was I, I did a video on YouTube because I have a little YouTube channel, and um, I had a parenting video, and it got over uh, uh, half a million hits, and I was I was happy with that because there are so many times when some of this videos are nonsense or people just uh, screaming and cussing and doing something wild. Those, those take off, but the ones where you're trying to teach people uh, sometimes don't, don't get as much attention, but this is pretty cool to see this happen. 
So it was neat. You know, I mean, I, I tell you what my magic formula was, though, Ray. I had I had Kaya. Um, she was in my video at least. So it was me talking, but it was I had Kaya in there a little bit, and I think her energy is magic. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Well, I think I think I mean, you you got to think about it, Doc. If you're talking about what we're going to discuss today, which is parenting, you know, anytime you you add a child, a lot of the parents have children, and I think we're all trying to figure it out, right? Like, what's the best way to raise our children now? with all these new things going on, these new devices, social media, and all these different things. So, I mean, Kaya being added to that just brought, I think, a more realistic approach to people so that they can kind of relate more, you know? Definitely. And and I know that you and I uh, just absolutely embrace fatherhood as much as, more and more than anything else in our lives. And I think that there are so many men that we both talk to all the time that we need to talk to and emphasize about fatherhood because so many men, like I run into this in the prison a lot. Like a lot of guys will say that they like to be a father or, oh, this, this means a lot to me. But that whole, are you willing to go that extra mile for your children? Are you willing to actually take care of your children? Are you willing to be there for them, you know, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Um that's that's a that's a whole different ball game. So so this this uh, I thought maybe we could vibe off these ten uh, these ten steps because they're pretty they're pretty similar. I mean we, what we do is is and I think it's a good conversation. But there's one part that I think to even couch this whole thing with. I have heard for so many years now as a professional counselor, people would come in my office and be like, "Well, I can't." I can't discipline my children anymore. And, and, and it drives me up a wall because discipline is absolutely essential to our children. There's absolutely no way that we can teach our children to be who they're supposed to be if we don't add discipline. But the problem is people think that discipline means you have to be physically violent. And to me, you don't have to be physically violent to have a whole lot of discipline. I mean, listen, Doc, the, 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 the key to that is what you're saying is, you know, we lose control of parenting when we start, when we let the first mistake they make get by and say, oh, no, it's OK. Like, mm. I'm not, not going to do anything. You know, it's, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like we, 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 we make all of these excuses and the things I tell you this as an adult the things that I remember the most about growing up was the hard lessons of my mom slapping me in my mouth or beating my behind when I stepped out of line. And the yeah. thing and the thing that kept me in line to this day are still those same principles. Now, you hear people say, well, you know, it's different now. You can't hit your kids. Da, 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 da. Well, you know, I'm a little bit different when he talks to that. Won't go that much into it. But... I will say this, that there's a, there's a, with every action, there's a reaction. And I tell my kids, if you give me an action that requires a reaction, then don't try to dictate what that reaction will be. Cause I don't know what they will be. Yeah. So, whether it, yeah. So, and so, and that's why I think like, like if a kid does something, the bottom line is you must do something. I'm not, I'm not telling people yes. to go beat your kids and, and hit them all in the head. I'm saying you must do something because kids now, a lot of kids now, they really think that their language are, is grown folk language. They think they're smarter yep. than us. 
They think social media has made them more advanced than us. But in reality, once you lose the integrity of your morals, of who you are from your parent, I don't think you'll ever gain them again. Yeah. Yeah. So so let me let me give you my perspective on what I did with this. So I grew I mean, my I, I definitely was spanked as a child um, and, and, and all that stuff. What I what I discovered was when I started counseling was and I saw this so many times. Very few, very, very few parents could physically discipline their children from a place of control themselves. So what I saw on the other end, because remember, with 20,000 hours of clinical experience and dealing with people who are abused severely and all that stuff, what I saw so often was people lost control themselves trying to show children how to have control. So what I've done, and this is just, and I don't think there's any one way to parenting. I really don't. But what I want to share is what I saw and how it led me to, to what I do. So I personally, I have zero judgment for someone who can discipline their children physically from a place of control. I have zero judgment from that. I personally haven't I never, I chose never to hit or even yell at my daughter because what I do is I'm so wildly consistent. It's not even funny. So from the time she's little, like every single action, every single time, if you choose that, there's going to be a consequence. And I can promise you that hell will freeze over before I give in on that consequence. So uh, just to give a quick example, what I'm talking about, if I were to say, hey, it's time to put your phone down. And she said, but could I just finish this? It would be, boom, that's it. You lost your phone for a day. I don't need to yell. I don't need to scream. I just need you to understand. I love you, but you just lost your phone for a day because when I ask you to put it down, that means it's time to put it down. And so what, I, what I've really made my, 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 my parenting style out of is consistency. Like that is the key. And you got to be consistent. And, and I agree with you a million percent. You have to act every time. You can't can't let some things go and and oh maybe I'll address this maybe I won't know you address everything as a parent because doctor David listen everything right hard work hard work is 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 and 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 completing goals it's it all, I told you it all comes back to what we speak about all the time the one thing that hard work must must have with it is consistency yeah must mean to complete task in any in any form of business is consistency yes parenting the greatest thing we let go is consistency. Yeah. Because so so it's like simple, right? So my kids are older now. My de- uh, definitely my older three are all in college, and I have to I have to raise them differently than I raise my younger kids, right? But my younger kids come in the house, you know, and they're still sixteen, and you know, and whatever. And so I say, look, your brothers and sisters are older. But I'm telling you, if my rules that's written on the fridge says at 945, your phone better find its way on my dresser every night and it's not there, you you you're a little bit different than me, Doc. You will take it and say you're not using your phone for a day. I will take it and throw it in a freaking lake. <laughs> but I, it's still the same, but I agree with it because it's the same. Is you do you're following through. You are following through with what you say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and here's another key. Let me just let me point out another key to why I I, even though that's different than what I would do, I agree with it. Here's why. Because this isn't something that's hurting them. I think this is the problem. When parents 
act out of control and they hurt their children, they end up they end up giving in because they feel guilty. So I see this literally every day in my career. If I have parents in the middle of the store screaming out of control or whatever, doing all this out of control stuff, then they feel bad. So then they give in. So then they give the phone back. But there's a difference when you're acting from a place of this is control. I'm in complete control. Now, if I take it away, I don't have to feel bad because I'm not hurting you. A child without a phone isn't hurt. A child, a child who loses television for a day, two days, a week, they're not hurt. Like that's that that that's just straight understanding that your word is your bond. That your word that when you say something, you're going to follow through. So to me, that stuff is what we have to weigh: is are are your are they actually hurting the child? You know, and and obviously I see some of the most horrific things in the world where people really physically hurt people for the and children are scarred for life. But I'm talking about this stuff like I. I think that's funny to me, like throw the throw in the lake and I'll laugh because that you're right. Like then they lost it. But at least they know 945 comes. That phone will be on your dresser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I walked in. So my son, I walked in my son's school and he had a problem just about a year or so ago. And the teacher was like, I said, well, just tell me the problem is. And she was like, well, um, you know, he wasn't paying attention, kind of talking in class. And then he he took his phone out. And using his phone in class, I said, well, hold on. I said, say that again? She said, <laughs> he said, yeah, he just took his phone out and was using it in class. And 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 all of us are sitting right there in front of the teacher. And then he says, no, I wasn't. I said, huh? I said, so why am I here? Why am I here if the teacher is going to sit right in your face and tell me that you took your phone out in class? Right? And so I grabbed the phone. And, and I said, I said, and so we spoke about another 15 minutes and I, I walked outside and I said, I gave you this phone to make sure you can always reach us when you needed to reach us. But now this is what you wanted to do with it. You wanted to do what you wanted to do with it. So since I pay the bills, now I'm going to do what I want to do with it. <laughs> And I tossed it in the lake in front of his school. Now, <laughs> who, who's better now? Well, I guess I'm better because I'm not even paying the bill anymore. So let me make sure I turn that off. And and when <laughs> when I think you're ready to have a phone again, I may put it back in your hand. Yeah, yeah. because man, yeah. listen, it, it ain't hard, Doc. Like like parenting, parenting is the greatest thing ever that that God has given me the ability to live. I'm telling you, I wouldn't trade nothing, nothing, no thing to not be a parent. And the thing, the reason why I don't now, all kids going to go through things. You're going to have bad ups and downs. But we come all the way back to the one thing that I've been from a father since day one. It's consistent with my rules, consistent with my message. This is one of the biggest keys consistent to what they actually see and live see because that's where people get confused we must my my greatest learning curve in life was the observations of my mother yeah i sat i sat there in a kid and i observed who she was, why she kept getting up, why she always never gave up, and and why her discipline was what it was. So she nece- she didn't necessarily have to tell me everything, 
I watched her enough. And that's why I tell parents, I'm, and I'm saying this to all parents, children learn exactly what they live. Yes. Yeah. They do. I mean, like so much to a not so, so such a great level. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, I, I really want to highlight that point. Very much so, because that is enormous. Stick with us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're talking about parenting. Um, you you had just said something before the break about children learn what they what they see. This is this is a universally known but minimally understood statement. Like I think anybody can regurgitate this statement that people children learn what they see rather than what they actually are taught. Yet I ve- I think very very few parents understand this. For example, let's talk about the consistency that you do with your workout routine, with your diet, with your lifestyle and habits. Because your children consistently watch greatness in what you do, they are learning that. It's we I think I think this is this is a big one because very I cannot tell you how many parents I have encountered for the last 20 years who expect that their children are going to be magically self-disciplined when the parents show no self-discipline themselves. That it just it's it's mind-boggling because I, I'll tell you. Uh, let me tell you an example. Of this I literally had this one mother. I, I used to do in-home therapy. Like I would go in and do uh, therapy in people's homes when I started my career. And um, there was a mother, and she had this whole statement. It had a poster on her wall about how children learn much more about what they see than by what they do. And this woman was the one of the least effective mothers I've ever seen. Like what she did with her life, the way she lived her life, I get it. She was struggling. But my goodness, her whole philosophy was do as I say, don't do as I do. There was no role modeling any of the behaviors that she wanted from, from, from work ethic to her, her habits that she did. None of it was what she wanted. And all she wanted her children to do was live differently. Okay, well, then you've got to start living differently. So I love that idea. That idea of consistency, the way you just said that right there, that that can be spread to everything. We talk about parenting. We talk about sports. Your teammates watched you do what you did and learned from your consistency. Even when my kids was younger, they always say, Daddy, why don't you eat this? Daddy, why don't you eat that? Daddy, why do you work out every day? Daddy, why do you read your Bible every day? Daddy, why do you always pray? I say, one day, you're going to get old enough, and you're going to say, wow, <laughs> that's why Daddy did it. Mm. I, but, and my mm. son is with me now, and we sitting out in the grass yesterday, and me and him, and he's the one going ahead to the University of Maryland. And we're throwing the ball and whatever. And we finally sit down on the grass. Doc, and I'm telling you, you already know, there's nothing greater than a father and son conversation when you're sitting there looking in their eyes. And you're looking at him. And he looks at me and he says, Dad, I find, like, I'm, I'm finally getting why you are the way you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and inside, my heart is about to burst. Because I'm, because I'm saying, I know, baby, I know you don't understand everything that I did. I know you don't get it sometimes. But unless I am the example of what you should want to be like, it's going to be impossible for you to become a, a real man who understands right from wrong, who mm. understands that you must stand for something or you'll fall for anything. 
that you mm. must be a man of integrity. You must be a young man of morals. You must be a man that, that simply says, I will do the opposite of what majority of people do. I tell him all the time, I said, don't become a social media rat. Don't just be on there every day to be on there because there's two people on there. There's buyers and there's sellers. <laughs> and 90% and, 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 and of people that's on there are buyers. And, and all they do all day is look at these, these images and things. And I told him, I said, think about the thing you could be trading if you replace dead space with things that you can actually see in your future five years down the road. Mm. And that's mm. what kids learn, Doc. They, they, we have a rare ability as parents. And that is, that's why the good book says, spare the rod, you spoil the child. Because yeah. if you do not, do, if you do not discipline them, it's like having, it's yep. like having, it's, it's like having dogs, right? I got animals. You, you got yeah. animals. It's like yeah. having dogs, right? Yeah. If dogs have, if dogs have no rules and no consequences for them, they will run and piss and boo-boo all over your house. They will tear up the sheets. Yeah. They will tear up your rugs. They will tear yeah. up everything. But on the day that you give them the right structure, yes, that's when they become a ba a man's best friend. Listen, so I'm going to give you a st stats on this. People, children who have no rules and no consequences have the lowest self-esteem. Children who have rules and consequences have higher self-esteem and children with rules, consequences, and explanations. So they understand their world have the highest self-esteem. So I say consistently to Kaya, it is my job to teach you. And if I chose to give in, in this moment, what would I be teaching you and should say that I can, you know, ask this way and I would get that. Okay. So I'm, I'm helping you understand it. That doesn't, I'm not justifying it. I'm not going to change my mind about it, but what I am going to do is I'll be, I'm happy to give you an understanding. I'm happy to tell you what's going on because you, the dog analogy is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. And uh, anybody who gets offended by that simply doesn't have dogs because if you have dogs, you know, it's the exact same thing. You give discipline and love and you have to do that. I can literally put a steak on my coffee table. My dogs will not touch it unless I tell them they can touch it. Um, you, but you, you, you have to follow through and be consistent. When, when we come back that moment, first of all, that moment for you and your son, like I know that that feeling is the, literally the greatest feeling in the world. When you're, when you have that moment and your, and your child gets it and your child is connecting with you and they're looking you in the eyes, there is nothing out there that could ever be better. And I think that's what a lot of people get misled about. A lot of young men who just magically want to what, want to have what we have as fathers, We'll be like, okay, yeah, I can make a baby. Well, that's that's one thing to make a baby. It doesn't take anything to make a baby. But to actually be a father and to have those lessons, to be sitting in the grass with your son, to be looking him in the eyes, to have those moments. Like, uh, if my, my right now my daughter loves Legos. That's what we're doing. We're building Legos together. We're playing that. Like we're do we're playing basketball together. We're doing things because it's those moments that you will never get back. So you have to role model the kind of you have to role model the kind of life you want them to have. I say this, and and I watch you do it every day. It's we, we, it's how we respond. So if I didn't speak kindly, like my in my family, we value very much for our spiritual beliefs to be kind, compassionate people. Like kindness comes first. Like I can tolerate a lot of things, but I'm not, if I will, I will never tolerate 
my daughter being not kind. Like that's unacceptable to me. So we're going to value kindness. Now, if I'm going to value kindness, that means I have to speak kindly. That means I have to speak kindly even when I don't feel like it because I say, all right, it doesn't mean I don't speak the truth. It doesn't mean I don't say be, I'm assertive because I'm definitely an assertive person, but I can think what's conscious, what's the best way I can possibly say this. And I do that because I want her to see that. I want her to live that. But the choices, consequences, consistency, compassion, like those are my four C's to parenting. Choices, consequences, consistency, and compassion. And the one thing that you have and I have that we do, we live, is that compassion. And it's interesting, and I want to talk about this for a minute, because many men out there feel like being tough is like, if you're tough, you can't have compassion. But like, the, the 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 way to show like to show love you say all the time physical touch to be able to be, as a man be able to just give physical touch and and a, and a, and, a, and a pat on the shoulder or a hug or whatever and just be like I love you that's a huge huge thing that so many men are missing as fathers oh dog dog listen say say that see sometimes I think we say things but I need you to say that line again because well, I, I just, need, go ahead. I think that when it comes to compassion, I don't think, I really don't think there are men out there who actually show the compassion to their children because they think it's more about being tough. But when you show compassion, like it will literally change your children's lives because being strong enough to be a man who's strong enough to show compassion, that's what a true alpha is. Doc, when they see, that's why I wanted you to say that again. When a kid sees discipline but comes from a place of compassion you will change your kids attitude immediately mm. immediately oh i said i said the coaches all the time if you want to get a player to fight for you to give everything they got show compassion mm. just show compassion so Show somebody, man, that you really care, that you really, 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 really care. And not because it's just a business or, and that's what kids are craving. They craving it. And, you know, <clears throat> it's one of the things, because um, I when I was sitting out there with him, I kept watching how he was relating to some of the terminology I was used when I was teaching him things. So instead of, you know, how, because you know how sometimes we can get, you know, when, when they don't get it, you could be like, come on, man, you're supposed to know this stuff now. And I was like, I was like, come, I was like, sit down for a minute, baby. Just let me talk to you. And the question I asked him, Doc, I, I said, tell me what it is you know somewhat, but you think you want to know better or more about life. And then just tell me what it is that you just want to know, period. Not just about the game of football. But just about where you are now in your life and where you're trying to go. Doc, if you would have saw this boy sit down, he's a 19-year-old kid, and just melt into the ground. Because fathers, and I'm, and I'm challenging fathers, man. Sons want to be talked to. They want to be led. They want to be disciplined. But you must come at them from a place of compassion. Yes. It, you will never get to them if you do not come from a place of compassion. So that's that's just me just really backing your point on how compassion is what's missing in fatherhood and parenting. Like, yeah, you can be strong. Yeah, you can yell at them. Yeah, you can beat them. 
but why not show them compassion? They're your blood. Yeah. But it, and it carries over to how, like, exactly what you just said with teams. So it, you and I did it when we went to Greaterford. I do it every single time I'm in a prison. Like, I'm, I think the guys respond. I can tell somebody, look, you just got a huge consequence, but I don't need to, I don't need to have my ego involved with it. It's just black and white. It is what it is. It's not, you're not, you know, it's not an argument. It's not a conversation. This isn't a power struggle. It's if, if, if I have to give discipline, it's discipline. It's not, it's not personal. It's just because I'm trying to teach you a different behavior. So whether I'm doing that as a father, whether I'm doing that in my job, like, or whether coaches out there are doing it as coaches, um, it's a matter of following through it's black and white. If it's, this is what needs to be done. This is what needs to be done. It doesn't have to be emotional. It just is what it is. I'm going to be compassionate about it. I feel for you. I feel that this is, this is hard for you. I feel this is difficult. I, I appreciate that your struggle. I appreciate you don't want this consequence, but the reality is it, it's my job to teach you. So if it's my job to teach you, I have to follow through with this. So, it's just, just huge. I, 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 I skipped. I need to hit a quick commercial break. We hit this commercial break. We'll come back and tie this all up. And, t- and we'll actually, we'll push it into uh, in life for everybody. So stick with us. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, parenting, especially for me and Ray, for fatherhood. I mean, I think this is so, so big. We talk about that children need to not only learn, but we have to understand that they don't get it. I think so many times as parents, we believe our children should already know something because we know it so well. But the, re- well, the reality is they don't know it yet. If they can't demonstrate the behavior, then they don't know it. Like I, I would always get to me when students would come to me and be like, well, I know the material. I'm just not a good test taker. And I say, I appreciate that's your perspective. But the reality is if I give you a test on tying your shoe right now, you're going to pass it. And it's just because you know it. So if there's a difference between thinking, thinking that you know it and actually knowing it. If you actually know it, a test doesn't matter because you're like, all right, I already know this. So don't, it's something what we have to realize is our children, a lot of times are players who are athletes. They don't know something if they're not showing that they're getting it. So if they're not getting it, then they're not knowing it. So that means we got to meet them where they are and we have to actually help them from there. Just exactly what you just did with your son the other night. That's exactly what needs to happen with people. Coaches inspire people to want them to go to battle for them when they give them consistency, compassion, when they follow through with this stuff, people will go, they'll do anything for each other. And let me just say this, I'll just say this real quick before I ask you about this, but isn't this true in life? When you have friends in life who will do any, who, who show you that love, show you that unconditional acceptance, but are, 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 are love you enough to tell you what you need to hear, You'd, you'd go to you'd go do anything for those friends. It, it's just life. That's just the rules of life, bro. Doc, it's it's not. A, listen, it's the rules of life, but it's the rules of leadership. Yes. Yeah, doc. It's leadership, man. Is is never thinking or deciding that someone knows something. It's showing them the way. <laughs> mm. Once, twice, three, five, ten times. And to finally sinks in. That's why kids, kids are like a sponge, right? They will they will soak up anything, watch this, anything that's for them, watch this, they'll soak it up. 
anything that's not for them is like a dried up sponge, right? They yeah. hear it, they hear it, but they won't absorb it. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they grab a little bit of it, and our problem as parents is we get frustrated sometimes when they don't soak it up. But let me explain something to all parents out there. Even though it did not absorb, it's still stuck. Yes. It, 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 and it will always stick in the back of their heads. It's yes. things that my mom told me at 9, 10, all the way through that I remember like she said it yesterday, Doc. Now, yeah. you remember, right? It's things that I didn't always appreciate, right? Yeah. Coming in the house, coming in the house. My rug kicked over, slapped in the mouth. I don't appreciate that, mama. That that hurt. That really <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> but now that I'm now that I'm older and I got my own house and my own stuff, I walk by my kids and say, "Why would you not empty the trash? Why would you <laughs> leave? Why would you leave dishes in the sink? Like none of this makes sense. Like and and <laughs> and, and and now now that I'm the parent." I get it. I 100% get it. And that's why it's 100% our duty to sometimes install hard lessons to our kids, come from a place of compassion, but always be at a place of leadership because I'm, I will never be my kid's friend. I am 100% your parent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you turned it to leadership in that way, because this is the, when I, so I, so I do, I've, I've called them my four C's. I put them in my advanced techniques book uh, years ago, but my four C's of parenting choices, consequences, consistency, compassion. And when I was talking about them as parenting one time, I had somebody come up to me and they're like, uh, uh, man, I run this business and this is exactly what I need. I said, this is how I run my business. It's the same thing. Like I'm not, I'm not angry with you. I'm not going to be emotional. It's just basically you have a choice to act because people, always have a choice listen our children have a choice to not listen to us that's fine they have a choice it's called free will but they're, they're, <laughs> if you choose not to listen there's a consequence and i'm going to follow through with that consequence and i'm going to do it love i don't need to get mad or anything else i just need to teach you because my job as a parent i believe is always always to teach so yeah that video i came out with it on youtube it was called 10 ways to discipline your child people want to check it out they can check it out on youtube um run those run those uh, run those 10 down just to give people kind of something to kind of go go off just run those 10 down right quick doc and then all right so real quick here they are yeah. The first one is your primary goal is to teach your children. If you always understand you're there to teach them, then every move you make will be intentional because you will want to realize your job is to teach. Number two, your job is to align your expectations with the reality that your children are young and they're supposed to make mistakes. So you can't be like, well, you shouldn't be doing this, but no, you are doing it. So that means I expect you to be making mistakes. It's my job, again, to teach you. So number three is understand your child's learning style. In other words, children learn differently. You know, all children learn slightly different. Some children learn better visually. Some people need to hear it more. Some people need to experience it. But understand how your child's learning style is. And then number four is take the time to meet your children where they are. If you know what their learning style is, meet them there. Do that for them. And then number five is Talk to the frontal cortex. This is what I mean by this. There's a part of your brain that is learning higher level thinking, and there's a part of your brain that's your fight or flight response. It's fear-based. And if 
the only way you talk to your children is through that fear-based part of their brain, then they don't actually get the lesson. That's why I have people come to me for years and be like, well, I've told them a hundred times, I screamed at them a million times to get this and they're still not getting it. And I'm like, because you're talking to the wrong part of the brain. So it's learning to speak to your higher level part of the brain for your children. Six, give your children choices because they, they have a choice. So just acknowledge that they have a choice. Like I'll say, you have a choice. You can choose to not listen to me right now. But number seven is consequences. I will follow through with the consequence. And number eight is consistency following through. Like I said, hell will literally freeze over. I mean, the devil's going to have to come up and be like, hey, listen, Hell just froze over and I still won't give in. I'll be like, I appreciate that it just froze over, but I still said it. I'm not giving in. So consistency. And number nine is compassion. If I act from, if I understand that I'm truly doing what's in the best interest of my children, then I'm going to be out of love and compassion. And then number 10 is role model, the type of self-discipline that you want your children to have. I said I have a book called Zen Parent, Zen Child, and it is if I want my daughter to be Zen and in control, then I need to be Zen and in control. We meditate every single day as a family. My daughter's meditated every single day of her life since she was about six and a half years old. I cannot teach you to have self-control unless I'm doing it as well. I'm gonna I, I meditate several times a day. I make sure she does it at least once a day, but we, we I, I'm gonna role model that type of self-discipline. And those are my ten. Uh, those are my ten steps for how to discipline your child. Discipline your child. Same thing as leadership. Number one is teaching. Number two is align your expectations. Number three is understand your learning style. Number four is take the time to meet them where they are. Number five is speak to the frontal part of the brain. Number six is give them choices. Number seven is consequences. Number eight is consistency. Number nine is compassion. Number ten is be the role model of the type of parent they should be. That's exactly the rules of leadership. Mm. Mm. You Man, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I just love the fact of how we, these like what we're bringing, like you and I set out to bring peace to people and to bring consciousness and awareness to people, personal growth, motivation, inspiration. And uh, I know a lot of people could benefit from this conversation we had today. Doc, and, and I'm and I'm gonna leave you with these three things because all all the things you just said is found up under teaching and leader and then t- I mean parenting and leadership. But it but when you think about it, right? Because there are three three major roles through all of those things that you just taught that we're in the parenting, and from zero to eighteen, from zero to twenty one. There's two words, dictatorship and guidance, right? Yeah. From the day that they were born, right? We have to dictate, you know, how our kids will be raised. We have to dictate to them, <clears throat> you know, how to to pray and how to make up your bed and how to how to do all these little simple things that they don't know. They're, they're children, they're babies. They're, they're, so we have to be their guidance. We have to guide them all the way through. Now, with those two, with those first two, zero to 18, zero to 21 those two they they both involve funding right because we have to fund them we have to take care of them we have to buy them clothes we have to feed them we have to house them we have to do those things but this last thing but this last part of parenting and this is the thing that i think i want to make sure people end with this and understand this once your child gets to be 22 years old parents have to make a crossover and the crossover is i will always be your parent 
But now I must switch roles from a dictator, from guiding you, to now be 100% your advisor. Yes. Let me, t- let me tell you why. See, advisors don't pay their clients. <laughs> see, see, so, see, so now when you reach the age of 22, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is you're gonna come to me and I'm gonna say, I told my son this, I said, son, I can no longer fund you. I got your brothers and sisters up under you. You are a man now. Yes. Now, what I can do is I can advise you on the best and the smartest steps for where you're trying to go. And that's where parents, all the things you said, that's what parents sooner or later have to get to, Doc, to where they look at their kids and say, you will not sit around my house and not work. You will not sit around me and keep continually doing the same things over and over and coming to me saying, Mom, I need more money. Dad, I need more money. No, you will not do that. Because now all I can ever be is your advisor from this point. And if I become your advisor, then guess what? We might have a chance of becoming better friends because you might take some of my advice and actually use it. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even tell you how much I love that because really what's about to happen is we just set up a whole different show because there's a, <laughs> I got my doctorate in supervision and what you just said is like that. That's it in a nutshell. I'm so pumped about that. I just need our listeners to understand we're about to have another show sometime soon about exactly that. That's phenomenal. That is exactly what supervision is about from work to everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, man, great stuff. I I, uh, I know we don't applaud. Um, a lot of people don't applaud Father's Day the way we applaud Mother's Day. But I tell you what, <laughs> it, it ain't no kids without the father. <laughs> <laughs> so, man. Yeah, so I, I, I uh, honestly, since we're on this topic, man, like I, I have met your family, I've met your daughter, and you have an angel, and you've and you've installed the principles and the morals and all the things, and you do it through compassion, Doc. So you're not just talking to be talking. That's one thing I love about what we do is we're men of integrity, and we can look at each other and know. That we're living what we're speaking and and you live it and so today was good for me man because i got to go back out here and um we're gonna put some stuff on the grill and me and my son probably gonna do the same thing again but now i just i just got a different i just want to go give him some more compassion i want to go be compassionate to him some more so that he can just keep soaking it all up man so today's I, podcast is good for me too yeah <laughs> well i appreciate it and i appreciate your words i love you i appreciate you as a friend as a partner this this just uh i hope you have an awesome day today doing that yes sir man be good my man appreciate you love you bro all right i'll talk to you soon Thank you for downloading Tackling Life Podcast. For more Tackling Life content, go to TacklingLifePodcast.com. You'll find links to our pages on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get to all new episodes automatically downloaded every week. When you visit the Tackling Life website, you'll find links to our Facebook, Twitter pages where you can give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. You can also call us at 646-762-4432. We might play your message on the show. That's 646 646- Seven six two four four three two. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Until next time, for the legend Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Mm-hmm.